You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about going back to school. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? I have realized, as my kids have been back in school for about a week and a half, that we do not have enough masks that they like to wear. Mm. We have plenty of masks, but they are both very specific about the type, and they like the type that Neil has made. Although, I'm assuming this has happened to you too, lots of masks disappear out into the world. Yes. So we started with a good amount and are down to handful might even be a stretch. We had to wash them by hand last night, each wash them a mask and then hang them from the little cords from our ceiling fan. So at night while the ceiling fan was going, they would dry. (laughs) So they would have a mask today. Yeah. So my plan for the weekend is to have Neil walk me through how to make them. He's burnt out on making the masks. Mm. He's usually the person operating the sewing machine in our house. Right. But I said, our life will be easier. I'm just going to make them each five more masks. Going to learn how to do it. Going to watch some home organizing TV shows while making said masks. Yeah, totally. And really looking forward to having that taken care of as one less thing to stress about as we're getting out the door in the morning. Mm, Yeah, that will feel really good. My plan for this weekend is to make more lanyards. Mm. I have made fabric lanyards with little clips on the end to hold on to the masks, which helps with losing them. Mm -hmm. But I'll say also, I made a bunch of masks before last school year started, and then Plum grew and her face changed. Mm. And so the style of masks that I made no longer worked for her. Like I would Mm. pick her up at school and she would be doing the chin diaper thing. So (laughs) (laughs) what I did was buy a whole bunch of masks on sale from Banana Republic that are like a stretchy Mm. material, and Mm -hmm. that worked totally awesome. So hopefully they keep fitting her. I hope so. What is new with you? I went to share about a TV show that I am on the bandwagon. You have probably heard about this. This is Ted Lasso from Apple TV. Mm -hmm. There was a whole season that I was hearing about and hearing about and didn't watch because we didn't have Apple TV. And then my mom bought us another iPad before our long car trips this summer so each of our children could have an iPad. And when you buy a new Apple device, you get a year of Apple TV. So we're in our free year right now. Uh huh. So Andrew and I have watched the entire first season of Ted Lasso. The second season is coming out each week right now. So we are enjoying it so much. Mm -hmm. We also went back and watched the first season again. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) It's basically this story of this guy, I think from Kansas, who gets hired to coach a UK football team in the Premier League, which is soccer over there. Mm -hmm. The dialogue is snappy. It deals with some real things. At first, I thought it was just going to kind of be like a slapstick funny show, but it has Mm -hmm. depth, too, and it is wonderful. I have heard only good things, and I think this is one that Neil and I will try once we finally finish going through Schitt's Creek. We are still very slowly watching that show and enjoying it whenever we do. But this is next in line is one that I think we'll both really like. Good. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What about you, Sarah? I read Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is a novel that follows four siblings who are born to a famous singer in the 50s and 60s. It goes back and forth between two time periods, in the 50s and 60s during their childhood, and then to present day in the novel, which is 1983. And the present day is just one day, a party that happens every year that the oldest sister puts on in her Malibu home. 
The party had humble origins, but its reputation grew over the years as she became famous. Mm. And so now it's this really big event. The party gets wilder and wilder as the night goes on and drama unfolds. Mm. I really loved the setting. This is definitely a time when the setting played a huge role in the book. The descriptions of Malibu as a small town, the beach, the culture seems very different than how I picture it today. And I loved it. Felt very nostalgic for something I'm not even nostalgic for as a person (laughs) who has never been there. But it did capture that feeling. Nice. What I didn't love is that it felt like there were too many characters. There's the four siblings. The main arc is about Nina, the oldest sibling. And I didn't mind hearing about the stories of the other siblings. That was interesting. But she also includes these small asides about random bystanders and Mm. tries to give you their history in a few sentences to add a richness to the cast of characters. But that didn't work for me. It felt like a bit of a stretch Mm. to drop all that info on you and then we never hear about that character again. Hmm. Yeah. I would recommend the book. It was a great summer read with a really strong setting. But overall, it didn't blow me away, even though I did find it enjoyable. But I will say that seems to be an unpopular opinion. A lot of people, capital L, love this book. Huh. What have you been reading? I recently finished the third Heartstopper graphic novel by Alice Oseman. There are three. It's Heartstopper Mm -hmm. Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4 is coming out later this year. These are YA graphic novels about Charlie and Nick, two British teens who fall in love. The art was beautiful. They were delightful. Sort of in the style of John Green, these teenage characters Mm. are having deep discussions Mm -hmm. around the challenges of being gay in this all-boys school, the challenges of feeling safe coming out. They are wise beyond their years, and I ate it up. Sounds lovely. (laughs) Would I recommend them? Yes, I would. (laughs) And the friend who recommended these to me said, okay, when you get them from the library, you're going to get Heartstopper Part 1, but go ahead and reserve Part 2 and 3 because you're going to be so sad because it's a graphic novel, so you can get through it pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to be so sad that you can't just keep going. Good advice, friend. So it's back to school season. In addition to our kids going back to school, we are also both back to school ourselves this semester. Mm -hmm. Let's start by talking about our children, though. What is the school situation like for them this year? HP is nine and he's in fourth grade and E is almost seven and in first grade. They are both at the same public school that they've been attending for several years now. And honestly, I would say this has been the easiest back to school we've had so far. I think with them being older, the transitions were easier. I was concerned about how things would go. And we've really struggled in the past with how to have a smooth transition in the morning and getting out the door. Mm. And it's just been really pleasant so far. We're a week and a half in, but things that were always a challenge last year, like when there were chores that had to be done, making sure they got done with minimal reminding. And now it just happens. They just do it. They might need one reminder, but there is less of the me trying not to nag, but feeling like I need to nag. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really grateful and hope that that continues, that it's not just a honeymoon period at the start of the year. Yes, I hope that for you as well. What's your situation this year? Plum, who is five, just started kindergarten at our neighborhood public school. She loves it so far. 
Pepper also started at a preschool slash daycare where he goes about 8.30 a.m. to about 3.30 p.m., depending Mm -hmm. on how pickup and drop-off goes. That has been a bit of a struggle with him feeling sad and crying at drop-off. And then he got hand, foot, and mouth, so he's only been six days out of a possible 10 days so far. Yeah. But this is just the end of week two as we're recording, so I have high hopes that it will get better. I'm sure it will. What are the school logistics in your family? A lot of the logistics are still in flux right now. I started my new position at the library the same week that the kids went back to school. And mm, there's a lot mm-hmm. that have been in flux with figuring out my schedule and what's the training schedule versus my permanent schedule and how that's all going to play out to work the smoothest in our family in terms of lunches, pick up and drop off. I am feeling like we have a little more clarity, but haven't had time to really get into the great rhythm. In general, Neil and I trade off on doing lunches, although he has been doing that more. Yesterday, there was a little bit of confusion about who was going to do it as I was heading out the door to work out in the morning before I would come back to take the kids. I was like, you know what, children? Here are your lunch boxes. We have those metal bento box style. I set them out and I said, put things in here that you want to eat for lunch. I'll be back in about 45 minutes and I will finish filling them when I get back. Love it. And they did great. They were excited. It felt like a really fun thing for them at that moment where they (laughs) felt like they were getting to put in two fruit snacks instead of one. And I just thought, that's great. Keep on going. Fill up those containers. (laughs) This weekend, I really want to spend some time thinking about what will be easy for them to put in their lunch and make a lunch that is filling and enjoyable for them and giving them more of that responsibility. Love it. And it feels like because the other getting ready things are feeling easier, that it is time to add on something else to hopefully not make it hard again, but just that there's a little more capacity than there was in the past. Yeah, sounds like it. Making breakfast is another thing that I would like them to take more ownership of. This has been a goal for a while. Here's the thing. We don't own a toaster. I need to buy us a toaster. Because what they most want to eat right now are frozen waffles, and we get out this flat cast iron pan and have it on the stove and heat it up, and then you have to remember to flip it over. It's a whole process that is much harder than it needs to be, and that is another thing that I will make happen this weekend. I'm putting it out there. I'm getting the masks done. We're getting groceries for lunches that are going to make it easier, and we're going to get a toaster so they can toast their own waffles, (laughs) and I don't have to do that every morning. Sounds great. How are those food, logistics, lunches, breakfasts, getting out the door, working in your house right now? The lunch and snacks are totally awesome. Both of my children have food provided at their schools, Mm -hmm. both breakfast and lunch in Plum's case. We do pack her a snack. And then Pepper gets two snacks a day and a lunch at his school. Wow. Which... Is really a game changer. I have never had school lunch provided uh-huh. for Plum in all the different schools she's been in in all the years. The other thing is because she's in a Title I school, lunch and breakfast are free. So there is not even any discussion around, mm-hmm. do we have lunch money? How much is on your account or whatever that people have to deal with? And I think our school has a grant for that. And I'm so thankful. Yes, our school has the same. It's also a Title I school, and breakfast and lunch are provided for free. My children do not want school lunch. He <laughs> likes getting breakfast there sometimes, and I think she does that depending on the morning. She's less likely to eat breakfast here. 
but both of them feel really strongly about not eating the lunch. Hmm. And I have not pushed the issue. But hearing you describe not having to make lunch and just sending them to school is very appealing. What happened with Plum is that I think the first day she did eat school lunch. Mm-hmm. And then she was excited about leftovers that we had at home. So she wanted to bring her leftover cheeseburger and fries or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she liked the look of the school lunch and they all walk through the line, even if they yes. brought their lunch so they can yes. get their milk or their juice or their drink bag, I guess they call it. Mm-hmm. And so she saw the food. And so she was like, well, it was a hot dog and hot French fries. So I wanted to eat that instead. So then she just brought her lunch home. And after she did that, I said, you know, it's OK because you have an ice pack in there. But if you think you're probably going to eat the lunch, let's just go with that so that we don't have to worry about you carrying it and bringing it home. Mm-hmm. And she was fine with it. So I'm not going to mess with something that seems to be working. Yeah, keep riding that train. I don't know that Pepper is eating much at school, Mm -hmm. but his school has a no outside food policy unless you have a note from a doctor. So we don't even have the option to send him with something. Yeah. Which honestly is really nice because then it's just not a fight. Right. You just eat at school or you don't eat. (laughs) So (laughs) I am cherishing that all right now. I love that for you. Oh, yes. Thank you. What about your transportation logistics, like getting kids to and from school? This is always changing. We're always either walking or biking them. But in the past, when they were younger, there was often more of us biking them to school. And that was what got us there the fastest and felt the easiest. But now we are walking both to and from school. I do wonder if we might try and bike each of us on our own bikes at some point, especially the mornings when I'm going into work right after. Mm. The only problem with that is to get to the school It's a hill to go, which is hard and Mm -hmm. hard to start and stop. And it's a narrow neighborhood street with cars parked on both sides. And it's the road that the buses turn down once they've dropped off the kids at the school. So that feels really hard when you're heading up and then needing to potentially stop or move to the side Mm -hmm. is not ideal. So that's not my favorite and one of the reasons we've been walking more. I will get up on my soapbox and say one thing that I have found so frustrating is the way that we as a society have decided that the convenience of car drivers is more important than the safety of kids. And because so many people choose to drive their kids and drop them off at the school, it creates all of this traffic. At the same time, children who are walking and biking are trying to safely get there. And it's often people who are in a hurry, they're trying to get to work, and it doesn't feel great. At this age, I was walking to and from school on my own. I started doing that in first grade and did all the way through. And I think my kids are perfectly capable of doing that, but the traffic situation makes it feel less safe, which is Mm -hmm. a really big bummer. Yeah, that's a huge bummer. The logistics of our kids getting to school is that Andrew walks Flem to school in the morning and I walk to pick her up in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. That afternoon pickup is fun because we've been able to meet some friends, both kids and adults, who are also walkers. Yes. Which we really have been waiting for this basically since we moved to Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of my favorite parts about being a walking family also. And I think our school pre-COVID had this really great culture of people staying to hang out and play on the playground. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's how I really felt more integrated in the school community. And now that is not encouraged with COVID. It is encouraged Mm -hmm. for us to go home. And I am just hoping that that can come back 
if not this year, next year or future years. And then it's not just something that goes away because it's a really great part of the school. Yes, I hope that too. And then I drive Pepper to and from school. In the morning, we try to leave at the same time as Andrew leaves on his bike so that Pepper can see Dada riding to work. That has Mm. been a good thing Mm -hmm. to get him out the door in the morning because I roll down his window by his car seat. They talk to each other (laughs) through the window. Uh And it's something for Pepper to look forward to because he's not excited about going to school at this point. And then in the afternoon, I walk to get Plum, and then she and I go together to pick Pepper up. All right, Sarah, do you have any back-to-school traditions in your family? I don't think that we have real traditions that we have done every year. We are more just, we arrive at school and get started. But this year, we did go out to eat Thai food the night before school started, and that was something we started talking about midway through the summer because my children love the Thai restaurant Mm. and really want to go there all the time, but that's not something we do on a regular basis. And I told them, we will go the night before school starts. So fun. And we've been looking forward to it. So I wonder if that might become a tradition because that would be something I would love that feels easy to incorporate and something we all enjoy. Yeah. But otherwise, not really. How about you? When I was growing up, In my family, we always read this book, Annabelle Swift Kindergartner, the night before school started. Hmm. And so leading up to Plum's school starting, I ordered the used copy of that book. Mm -hmm. And I also bought The Day You Begin by Jacqueline Woodson, which is one that we had gotten from the library before, but I was just really feeling like I wanted to own it. Mm -hmm. So I think we will always read Annabelle Swift Kindergartner and The Day You Begin. Nice. And then this year, something that I think may become a tradition for us is that we had just gotten and filled a pinata for some friends because they were COVID quarantined during their six-year-old's birthday. Mm -hmm. So none of them were sick, but they had had an exposure, so they needed to stay home. Right. The kids and I bought a pinata, filled it with candy, and then dropped it off on their porch, which is a really fun thing. But also Plum felt very sad that we Mm. didn't get to participate in the pinata. Yes. And that was right around school starting. So I said, okay, I will get a first day of school pinata. I will fill it during the day and hang it up and we can do it when you get home. And that was an awesome hit. Yeah. To have a first day of school pinata. You come home, there's the pinata. You get to take all of your anxiety and aggression out by bamming the pinata and then you get to eat candy. It seems like the perfect first day of school tradition. So I think we're going to do it every year. I love it. I love it so much. And then we also use this little letter board that we have to make a first day of school sign and take pictures. Mm, yes. I do take pictures on the first day of school. The ones this year, my children have been very uninterested in smiling, looking the way one would hope in a first day of school <laughs> picture. I have a whole series of faces. And I kept saying, can we get a normal one? And HP would say, this is my normal picture face. I was like, well, that is true. So here we are. You'll always remember his normal picture face. That's right. It is well documented. (laughs) Okay, shifting gears a little bit. What about school for you, Sarah? I have not started yet. I start the week after this pod comes out, but I have gotten some emails from the professors, from the classes that I'm taking, seeing what books we'll be reading. It's feeling a little bit more real, but has not gotten going. So there's a lot of unknowns for me at this point. I will be taking two classes to start my Master of Library and Information Science degree. They're both just the basic intro classes that everyone has to take when you're getting this degree. So I'm feeling excited and 
curious about what that will look like as we move forward. Are your classes all online? It is a fully online program. So even before COVID, this was an online program, which I think will be good because I think the professors are so accustomed to that method of teaching and having it. So the coursework will be released once a week and then do it at your own pace throughout the week, watching the lectures and participating in discussions and all of that. I am hoping that I have moved past my days of procrastination and that this will be a time when I really find a good space in the week to focus on school and just getting it done because it feels so good when you're on top of things and so Mm. bad when you're not. So I am channeling that productive energy and hoping it carries me through the semester. How about for you? I just finished my summer semester this week. So I was taking two prereqs for nursing school, a nutrition class and an anatomy class. And I had the thing you're talking about where some things I was really on top of and it felt great. Mm -hmm. And some things I was really behind and it felt terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I do think there is something about being an adult and going back to school Last time I was doing classes, you know, I was in my early 20s as a graduate student. I had basically no other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I was playing a lot of Ultimate Frisbee and taking classes, and that was it. <laughs> and it's really different. Yes. To have family and home and wanting to have a life outside of school and also paid work that I need to do. So I think this summer semester for me was kind of like a stepping back into school, but Mm -hmm. also stepping into something that I'd not ever really experienced before because of all the other things going on. So I am only taking one class this fall. It will start the week that this episode comes out. I'm really excited to only have one class and to Mm -hmm. have so much more childcare than I've ever had in the history of having children. (laughs) I will be going in person for two class periods in a lab, so three mornings a week on campus, Mm -hmm. which I think will be fine. I also just enrolled in an online doula training, which isn't a school class, but it does meet twice a week for an hour at lunchtime on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'm going to try and treat that like a class too, so I can stay Mm -hmm. on top of the material and participate in the community. And I'm excited because that's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. Sarah, I already talked about this, but how does it feel to you to be going back to school as an adult? I am looking forward to learning new things and challenging myself. That feels really energizing. When I think back about how school was before, it felt much less applied than I'm hoping this will feel. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping going to library school while I am working at a library with a goal of finding more opportunities within the library world will make school feel much more directly applicable Mm. when I am doing those assignments. Yes. Where... Before, sometimes it was hard to make those connections, and it was much more theoretical. So I'm thinking that will be a good part of going back for a professional degree. And as you said, I have also never had to balance schoolwork with so much life, with children, with a job, with running a home that feels really different than a one-bedroom apartment next to campus in grad school <laughs> Yeah, when that was all we were doing with school. So going to try and be gentle with myself and also super organized. That's the goal. Love it. All right. How's your emotional state around school this year, both for you and for your kids? For my kids, they were very much 
not anticipating the start of school in a happy way, the way I remember doing as a kid. They were dreading the start of school. And that's not to say they don't enjoy school when they're there. I was anticipating that we would have a much rougher start because we Mm. were all so enjoying the summer and no one was saying, we can't wait to go back. Let's Mm. get our school Mm -hmm. supplies. Let's have our backpacks ready. That None of that. No. (laughs) Yeah. But they are perfectly happy there. And it's totally fair. Summer is really fun. Being in school, taking assessments and sitting in your desk and not having as much freedom of movement still because of COVID is hard. When you are six and nine. Yeah. For me, I have gone back and forth. It has been an emotionally volatile time in my life these last couple weeks with all of the changes. Mm -hmm. And I have felt like I am living more on an emotional edge where things can just (laughs) really go one way or the other, depending Uh on the circumstances of that day. And I was feeling really apprehensive about doing school after I got this new position because I feel like I'm already learning so much at work now Mm -hmm. and taking on more hours and more responsibility and a shift in the schedule and that that was feeling like a big change and a stress as we're trying to figure it out. And then what am I doing adding school on top of that? Is this going to be the thing that pushes me over that edge? Emotional edge. Yes. Yes. But then I was chatting with one of my coworkers who is also going to library school, starting at the same program that I am. And that made me feel really invigorated and excited about the possibilities of library school and getting to focus in on the things that are interesting to me. And so right now I am channeling that energy, which is a much better place to be than I was a couple of weeks ago. Nice. How has your emotional state and that of your kids been? Like you, it felt like a lot of big changes kind of crammed into this two-week period. So Mm -hmm. I was wrapping up my school semester, which was really stressful. I had five tests to take over a four-day period, and they were all online. It was just a lot. Yes. And it's done now, and I feel so light. (laughs) (laughs) And Plum was going to a new place. We found out that Pepper got into a daycare. We were not even sure when that would happen for him. Right. And so he started on the very same day that Plum started, which was not anticipated. I felt like we all kind of had to wrap our heads around that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But I think that it has gone surprisingly well. I think Plum struggles some mornings with getting out the door. We did start giving her a snack right when she wakes up because I think her blood sugar is low. And so it's hard for her to feel motivated, Mm -hmm. even though she's excited and loves school. She just wants to lay on the couch and cuddle her stuffed cat. Fair. (laughs) But doesn't actually work when you need to be at school to get your breakfast. And then when I pick her up, she says, that was the best day ever. (laughs) Just about every day she says that. I love that. Which is Totally awesome. And then, like I said, with Pepper, he's just had a little more of a hard time. I think because he's never been to school. Yeah. Our babysitter this summer was basically his first childcare that he could remember. Mm -hmm. And he even struggled some with that while I was here. You know, I was in the house. Not in a whole new space. Yeah. And his sister was there and he still had trouble. So, yeah. At one point, he had such a hard time that they called me to get him early. Mm. And I was sort of doing this thing of, should we pull him? Is this not working? And Andrew was like, it's his third day. Yep. Let it be. They are childcare professionals. Mm -hmm. They will figure it out. And really, they have. So I have high hopes that it will just get better and better. Yeah. It would honestly be surprising if there wasn't this rocky transition period, Mm -hmm. given the fact that he's two and hasn't been in that situation before. 
doesn't make it easier, but it doesn't seem out of the norm in any way. <laughs> it's a good thing for me to remember. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of my school, I'm mostly just excited. I feel really excited about nursing school, which hopefully I'll find out about this fall if I get to start that actual nursing school in January. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hoping to learn more about my options for continuing with midwifery. And I feel really excited about that too. Yeah. Let's wrap up by talking about any milestones, aspirations, or challenges that we are anticipating. The one aspiration I have is for my children to be able to go to and from school on their own safely. Mm -hmm. And that is something we're actively working on and I think will be very achievable. I think the biggest challenge for us as a family is just going to be adjusting to the shift in my schedule because everyone Mm -hmm. else is really continuing on as they were. But when anyone's schedule changes, it really affects the whole family system. And Mm -hmm. I think we'll all just have some growing pains as we figure out how to navigate that. What I'm most excited about in terms of milestones this year is Plum learning to read in an official capacity. She is very excited about that. Obviously in kindergarten, that is what they are working on a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, because Pepper got into this more full-time school than we Mm -hmm. had maybe thought he was going to, I am hopeful that they will get him on the path to toilet learning, which they're already doing. Fingers crossed, that's gonna happen. Outsource that, love it. All right. That is the end of our back to school conversation. Listeners, we would love to hear how this season is looking in your lives. Now let's talk about what we've been eating. I have another muffin recipe to share. These are blueberry oatmeal muffins from Sally's Baking Addiction. I made them because we had blueberries in the fridge that my children refused to eat because they got a little squishy. Yeah. And so I needed to do something with them. So I looked this up. We had all the stuff for it. They were solid. I will say that instead of using honey, I used brown sugar. And I don't think I used quite enough brown sugar. I don't think I packed it in quite enough because they were a little not sweet. Mm. And Pepper was not jazzed about eating them, but everybody else liked them just fine. Yeah. What have you been eating, Sarah? I have a very not seasonal recipe to share. It has been very hot here to the point where the kids are only allowed to be out for recess for 15 minutes. They have 15 minutes of an outdoor recess and 15 indoor, which is Mm. fine. I'm not sure what metric they're using. It seems a little much for me after having lived in Austin for so long and thinking Mm -hmm. of your child going to school in Birmingham. I am guessing they're not doing that. No, they go out a lot. Even for PE, they are outside. Here in Indiana... Apparently, our children can only be outside for 15 minutes. (laughs) Those delicate Midwestern flowers. That's right. The point of that is that it has been very hot here. And yet, I decided to make stuffed shells. (laughs) And they were delicious. I was soliciting ideas for meals from the family, and E really wanted to have stuffed shells. She Mm. doesn't even like the stuffed shells. She likes the shell part. She wants me to cook extra shell pasta for her to eat. She just wants a giant sheet of pasta, basically. (laughs) Yes, that is what she wants. But the rest of us like it, and it was really filling. And yesterday, I'm still adjusting to my work schedule of what to bring for meals, Mm. what will be the most filling, how everything's playing out. So I was feeling very hungry. And so something really filling like stuffed shells just sounded perfect. Awesome. Looked up this recipe. It was great. I mostly followed it. I feel like with stuffed shells, it is very hard to go wrong. A lot of cheese, Mm. an egg to bind it, some sauce on top. Yeah. You're good to go. Right. 
had it again for breakfast this morning and was sad that Neil took most of the leftovers to work with him. It was worth it to heat up my house with the oven, is the moral of that story. Love it. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. I have a very unseasonable, I have a very, is that right? the right word? Unseasonal. Seasonal. Unseasonal. There we go. Goodness. <laughs> I thought it didn't sound right. Okay. Here we are. Since mm-hmm. I'm just monologuing at this point. Well, okay. I will gladly interrupt your monologue. But... <laughs> Try and cut my snort out of that, by the way. <laughs> pretty sure I just snorted. Continue. I will keep your (laughs) snort out. (laughs) Oh, I basically just answered this question. I know you did. Do you want me to say some stuff about it too? It's okay. I'll just say mic drop. I hate it. Okay. Let's keep going.